Let's hit record, so we're testing. Test, test, test. What are you saying, Tolly? I'm saying we're going to talk about the sifting. What you going to say about the sifting, brother? The sifting, I don't know. When the Lord takes over. (laughs) Come on. Welcome to a special edition. <laughs> special, special. Of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks. And Arnold Reasons. Wow. The reason today is special is because there are certain times when we don't necessarily want to record mm. or there are things happening where we feel like, okay, what are we going to talk about? But then those are the days when the podcast and the conversation is actually quite fun yeah, and quite yeah. good and to be honest i've had a pretty terrible day slash couple of days yeah our daughter's had a pretty, pretty terrible, terrible <laughs> <laughs> so we know yeah that something interesting is about to happen so yeah i'm super excited uh, for and, real and we actually have a topic coming into the conversation which is also rare yeah yeah so introduce the people to the topic for this week so today's topic is satan sifting Ooh. do you know i feel like the title of this podcast mm. could even just be at satan <laughs> I feel like that's too much attention for Satan. <laughs> I feel like it should always be even the sifting of Satan, because then it's like yeah, real talk. Yeah, that, that's if that that's yeah. I can't yeah. even say it right now, but yeah, the snare got him. The snare he set consumed that's him exactly. Now, real talk, but I feel like this is something that we have to talk about, and I think it's really interesting that we're speaking about it in right in the middle of it. Mm. Um, mm. Because that's not the time that you normally would expect no, for this kind of a conversation to happen. Yeah, normally yeah. it's like, yeah, 10 years later or yeah. when you've been through it and you come to the other side. But yeah. right now, I think both of us, in our own unique ways, are yeah. in the thick of it and have been able to spot. And that's rare, though. Yeah. Because I feel like normally it's like it's already gone too far. Yeah. And then yeah. you look back and you're like, I was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like the conversation we were having earlier about like, okay, even like, is it pruning versus is it sifting? Yeah. So let's, let's elaborate. Let's, that yeah. yeah let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just speak a bit on my side. Yeah. I've been going through a wild time, which Tolly knows already, um, where things in the business have been going well, in certain ways mm. but it's just been a lot of pressure mm. so especially on the back of the whole lockdown period i didn't realize how much i was just going 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 mm. with little respite and little rest in between mm. and it's because obviously we had to follow our part-time customer service guy and so it was pretty much just me yeah. doing multiple roles mm. um and so yeah so that that i think took its toll towards the end and that's when I realised wow how much I've actually been mm. working and going going without any respite and so on the back of all of that we um, had our guy come back from furlough came back in store no problems and then he needed to take a week off mm. um, which was understandable but it then meant yeah. <laughs> that just pressure as I started to get a little bit of yep. respite that pressure came <laughs> back and and yeah man like I just I came to a point where, like I was saying to you, and I even said to my wife, like literally, this is as, this is as fresh as yesterday. So I'm speaking really, really fresh. And even this morning, like it was definitely this morning. It 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 it, it, it stewed yesterday, <laughs> like it bubbled. It boiled over yesterday. It simmered over yesterday. Yeah. And then this morning, like in the early hours before I went for my bike ride. I just got to a point when I was just asking myself, is this really all worth it? Mm. Because like the stress, the frustrations, and I think just to give context, the stress I'm talking about is the stress of having to do so many things Mm. as one person Mm. and then having to deal with like some of those Mm. high pressure situations. Like we had a customer who, now that I'm speaking about, especially after some of our conversations and my reflections, prayers, all of that, thank God for some small small deliverance there but like we're talking about 
in short, a repair that went wrong. Mm. And having to <laughs> navigate. Because <laughs> when you put it in context like that, you're like, that's literally all it was. It was literally one repair that's gone wrong. And you yeah. know, we've been going for nearly a year now. Yeah. And in that space of time, I can actually put my hand up and say, this is the first real time that I think anything on this level has happened. Mm. And so, so yeah, so I just came to a point where I was literally just like, is this even worth it? Like, and yeah, so to the line that you mentioned, mm. um, we were speaking about how, look, what I said was, <laughs> yeah, I do not know if this is God's pruning. And this was my after my reflection. So I went for my bike ride this morning, mm. listened to a sermon. The Holy Spirit reminded me of different scriptures, some of which I'm sure are going to come up in this conversation. And it just brought me to a place where I said to myself, I don't know if this is God's pruning, which mm. is spoken about in John 15. Mm. Um, he who bears fruit will be pruned, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. summarize. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if this is God's pruning or if this is Satan's sifting. Mm. Just like when Jesus spoke to, to Peter, Peter and spoke about how he desired to sift him. Like, I'm gonna, you're going to bring the verse up as well. Yeah. Um, or even a mix of both. <laughs> and and this, this is the thing, right? Because when we were talking about it, I was wondering, like, can the two things be linked? Because I feel like one of our verses, our favorite verses, like Romans 8, 28, right? Yeah. Is how God will turn all things together for yeah. good for those who like. And there's a verse in Genesis where it says, that which you meant for evil, yeah, yeah. God has turned it around for my good. Absolutely. So part of me was wondering, okay, sometimes when Satan is trying to sift, mm. does God, you not not like God sends Satan to sift you so that, no, yeah. no, no. But when the devil is trying to do what he's doing yeah. to bring evil into your life yeah does god sometimes use that as like a learning moment for you and be like okay this is happening but yeah. here's my grace in this situation here's what you learn in this situation yeah here's how you grow and you get pruned in this situation yeah 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 because actually sometimes the pruning can be like it can be kind of tough yeah real talk you know and i think it's almost like for me the difference between the two is like the purpose of it mm. because it's like the devil wants to get you to that place where it's like no i'm done mm. you know whether it's your faith or like i'm not i'm not mm -hmm. doing this faith thing anymore mm. or whether it's your dream or your vision or your purpose that's what the devil wants you to mm. do is to quit mm -hmm. but actually god's like no 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 i want you to get stronger in this yeah and do you know what the thing is as you were speaking so one of the examples that even influenced my question about being mm -hmm. both was Job mm. where you had Satan approach the throne <laughs> <laughs> and God offered Job up in a sense have you considered my servant Job and I'm not saying that it was God's like God was like yo Satan go run him kind of thing because yeah. obviously you then go and see you see the conversation develop Satan yeah. speaking about how pretty much he's only doing it because he's got everything yeah. take it away Yeah, and regardless of what satan wanted to do he could only do what god had approved i think it's, this is dangerous territory no this is because <laughs> the thing is so what I'm, what I'm speaking to is god's sovereignty more than anything else and i think even the fact that satan is subject to god so even in all of the wild things that satan may do yeah satan can't go beyond what has been allowed in a sense, let's pause. That's let's what pause. I would say. Let's pause here because I feel like there's a lot of ambiguity, let's yeah. say, around Job. Yeah. Right? Some people say Job was like an allegorical story or a, po or a poem or whatever. Yeah. Right? Other people might say that actually that's what people understood of what was happening in Job. Yeah. Right? Some people might say that, okay, how does that relate to the New Testament? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of like ins and outs because if, right? Yeah. Let's say if we're saying that God allowed Satan to do that stuff to Job, yeah. then if God has allowed it, then why do we stand against it? I, but the thing is, I don't think God, when I say God has allowed it, I don't mean as in God said, all right, this is the mission, go and do this. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. I get that. But I'm saying as in like, in his sovereignty, yeah. in him being king, eternal king, yeah. and in eternal rule over all things, yeah. Satan can't come and start disrupting somebody in any way, shape, or form, yeah. without it being allowed, in a sense. But I think the allowed and bit is almost like, I'm going to do this, is that cool with you? Yeah, that's cool with me, you do what you do. Do you see what I mean? And I feel like that's how some people might take it. 
Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking, okay, is the Job thing, because Job but is even, confusing. But even outside of Job, Jesus Christ as well. Yeah. Um, when we look at even some of the scriptures, I think it's even in Isaiah. Mm. Let me find the verse. Because I feel like people sometimes take Job in a weird way, and sometimes it it almost stops people from taking authority over what they should, because they're like, "Well, God's just allowing it." Actually, maybe it's now we have authority, and you don't allow it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Hold on. Isaiah fifty-three. Yeah. Because I feel like this is one of the things that leans into some of the uncomfortable things about God. The things that I don't think sit well with us in terms of what we think is right. And even some of the things that cause people to question God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's probably why this territory can become sticky. Mm. But I think if we accept that God is sovereign mm. and we accept that, it's not a war between God and Satan. No, but God has already won. God has already won. Yeah. And Satan is not like his equal arm wrestling trying no. to struggle. It's more a case of Satan is subject to God's authority. And so he, he cannot operate outside of the bounds that God yeah. has created for him. But here's the thing, right, is that part of it as well, and that's why I don't necessarily understand about Job, right, is that Satan is the God of this world, right? Yeah. So there is a lot of authority and the only reason he has that authority is because adam gave it to him mm-hmm. right so there's things that he can do within the world which is like steal kill destroy he could do that to whom he may devour right that's linked back right but what's yeah. the may because why would then now like let's say now why would god say okay yeah see arnold i'll remove my protection from arnold because mm-hmm. then how do you ever know if this is happening because god is allowing it and he's removed his protection do you see what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. But so that but that's where I'm saying that is that we might not always be able to identify what the cause of the the challenges, the trials or whatever's going on is. Mm. But we can take comfort in the fact that God is sovereign mm. and First Corinthians says he will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able to bear. Mm. So even in Satan having, I guess, some level of interference let me just say with our lives yeah at times it's still no more than what god knows we're able to endure agreed. and get through agreed and and that's where things like romans eight twenty eight, i think becomes important the verse i was going to say from isaiah is chapter 53 verse 10 so the whole chapter i believe is speaking about jesus prophetically yeah and verse 10 says and this is where it gets really uncomfortable yet the lord was pleased to crush him mm-hmm. severely Mm-hmm. when you make him a guilt offering mm-hmm. he will see his seed he will prolong his days mm-hmm. and by his hand the lord's pleasure will be accomplished okay question go on why does it pre- please the lord to bruise him you tell me bro so here's how i see it right there's a verse that says for the joy set before him yep he endured the cross amen to that right so for me what i'm understanding from yeah. this is that the reason it pleased the lord to bruise him because remember it says jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world mm-hmm. is because he knows that this is my plan right in terms of redemption of the whole world yep. coming to pass right there was no other way mm-hmm. for redemption to come other than through the death of jesus right but in the grand scheme of it that's like this happened before the foundation of the world this was god's redemptive plan yeah i feel like when we're talking about things in our lives, right? Some of that stuff doesn't even have to happen. Do you see what I mean? Like, As in some of the negative <coughs> stuff. Yeah, like if Job didn't have his whole family die and all that stuff, yeah. would people now be going to hell? No. Like nothing salvation-wise you're, sits on that. Do you see right. what I mean? I, th- I think you're absolutely right, but I think that's where... So the point that you made, mm. I think even reinforces the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Because in the same way that God knows the end mm. and he knows the joy. Mm. Hence why there are some really uncomfortable things that sometimes happen in between that we might not make sense of, mm. but that almost it's better that those things happen so that we can get to that end. And I think in the lives of us as disciples, yeah. Um like we I think it's it's without a shadow of a doubt that there's certain things, there's certain times that 
in the Bible says the Lord chastises those whom he loves. But what does that and, mean though? What does chastise wait, mean? Wait, wait, I'm hold on. I'm saying yeah. I'm giving just some more examples, bro. Because no, 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 because bro, my issue is yeah, people take chastise to be yeah. like, you know, like, oh I'm gonna break your leg. No, 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 not this well. But okay. Good example. That's interesting why. interesting example yeah. though. But the this isn't a chapter and verse thing, mm. but shepherds and sheep. Mm. That's something that is associated with what shepherds have sometimes done mm. in order to train a sheep a certain way. Mm. And I'm not saying that God sits on his throne and he's like, yeah, let me just bust Holly's leg or just mm. let me break Arnold's neck. Like, that's not how I think God operates in mm. the same way that I don't look at this verse and say, yeah, God was just sitting there with some sadistic mindset thinking, mm. you know, what, I'm just going to crush Jesus. Mm. Like, I don't think that's how it operates. I think it's the same principle where he knows our beginning from our end. Mm. He knows the he knows the person that he's perfecting us to become because we're being made we're being conformed after the image of christ and so if we're being conformed after the image of christ i believe there are certain things that we sometimes endure Mm. so that we can become that because even if you look at your work career Mm. think about some of the most pressuring situations you've been in Mm. and you see how in the moment the pressure the pain the frustrations of those moments Mm haven't necessarily been the most comfortable but when you look back on it now there's a context where you think you know what it wasn't cool in the time but now looking back i can see how that was something that was used to help develop me but i I think that's the difference right because for me i'm not saying that god won't use those things yeah yeah yeah. right like if they happen god will use it and he'll make the best of it yeah absolutely yeah like my mom says god's a capitalist right he will capitalize on that 100 percent but like also when I look back on some of those situations, I'm like, that didn't actually have to happen. And that's because, not because God did, no, it's because actually there were things that I could have done yeah. that I didn't do no, that opened the door for that to happen. For, and that's legit. But this is the thing is that I don't think we will always in this lifetime know mm. which things needed to happen or didn't know to need to happen. And what I was also trying to say yeah. is that it's not that I'm saying that God sends that arrow and says, let me make this happen. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that Satan he is the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. yeah, he's the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. He goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's constantly knocking on the, the, the father's door yeah. to accuse. And sometimes his accusations are legitimate yeah. in some senses because because of the things that we've done and so on and so forth. Because what about in Job? It says his fears have come upon him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And and that's why for me it's like the Job thing is quite the like, thing I feared the most, yeah. Exactly. Right. So that means you had fear mm-hmm. and fear opens the door to what the enemy wants to do. But then at the same time, mm. there are also times when we as believers have fear mm. where that thing doesn't come upon us. No. But we also are in a different time and place to Job, right? Like Job didn't have the blood of Jesus. Like I, that It's it's not an, the same. I think that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, the point that I'm trying to get at is yeah. that in in the situation, like in the life, in our lives as believers, mm. I don't think we're always going to know directly that, okay, this was... Because even the pruning process, right? Mm. Like pruning itself is not pretty in any way, shape yeah. or form. Like it's literally... Cutting things off. Cutting things back. Like mm. finding a fruitful vine that is producing all of this fruit mm. and stripping back, mm. pulling things away from it mm. so that in a time to come, it may bear more fruit. Mm. And even like imagining that same imagery, I'm not trying to imagine God again with a sadistic mindset of just looking like, yeah, I like watching pain. Mm. But one, yes, he's a capitalist. Mm. Um, but even those things that he capitalizes on are the times where I think Satan looks at it and thinks, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this one out. Mm. But God knowing what he knows mm. about the end from the beginning and what he will use that whole um, situation <clears throat> to produce will then cause it to blow back in Satan's face. Mm. Um, and I think that's exactly what we see with the situation with even Joseph as well. Mm. The one that you mentioned about mm. from Genesis where it speaks about how you meant it for evil, mm. but God has turned it around has for, turned good. for good. And so, so yeah, man, so that's, that's a summary of some of the, <laughs> the heat Mm. on my side but i think i think yeah it's it's a good and important conversation to have because 
like when you're in the middle of something and when the heat is on like how do we respond because right now even for like even speaking from where we're at yeah like what's that been like for you so it's funny because as i was driving over yeah i was processing some of the stuff that is happening yeah and i'm thinking okay how am i going to respond to this thing yeah right and you come sometimes you let some of those thoughts run through your mind mm. you know you play out those thoughts like okay i'm gonna say this and then this and then this <laughs> and then this you know yeah. and then i'm thinking but wait why am i wanting to say that what's my motive like, yeah and then i'm realizing wait i'm letting the enemy like actually mess with my thoughts yeah, yeah you know because yeah. that framing of that situation that's not a godly framing of it, mm. you know? And I feel like that's what happens because sometimes when you get in that moment and all this stuff is happening, your thoughts almost run away with you a little bit. Yeah. And you let, you let the emotions and the, how are they going to do this? And blah, 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 blah. you let all of that get into your mind. Yeah. And then you go off on this like really weird tangent. Mm. But then it's almost like you have to try and bring yourself back from that mm. and understand why am I going there and who is influencing me right now? Talk about it, man. You know, because in all these situations, there's multiple influences, right? There's God who's trying to influence you to like, you know, grow, do the right yeah, thing, yeah. respond the right way. There's an enemy that's like, fam, just cut everybody's head off. Honestly. Like, <laughs> all of them just go up on everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and your flesh is kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, like, let them know who you be. Like... <laughs> let them know who they're messing with yeah but then your spirit is also like but no you know so there's all these different things yeah. and it's really for me i'm just trying to learn how do i actually decipher those things yeah. and even just like even just switching up music a little bit because i was listening to some music and like it was like rap it's like christian rap but i was still it gets you like this, this beat the bass the, honestly boom, boom, boom. just gets you and you're just thinking your thoughts are racing one way <laughs> And then, like, I switched it up to some, like, some lovely, like, Darlene or something like that. You yeah. Know? It's just like, and it just changed everything for me. Like, how I started to process it, how I was, how I was thinking about responding. It just changed everything. But, yeah, I, I really feel like it's interesting doing it in the moment because that doesn't normally happen for me. Mm. What was that moment like when you identified it? As Satan sifting. In fact, before you even answer that question, do yeah. you want to read the verse? Sure. Because I don't think we've actually read it yet. We haven't. So it's Luke uh, 20, no, is it 23? Yeah, 23, 31, I believe. No, sorry, 22, 31. And it's talking about um, Jesus predicting Peter's denial. Um, and one of the things that was interesting, so I'm reading it from the New King James. Mm. And it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. This is really interesting, mm. right? Because even in everything we've spoken about mm. it's like satan has asked for you that he may sift Stop you as it. wheat but but right but i have prayed for you that your faith should not fail mm. and when you have returned to me strengthen your brethren so this might even be that missing link right between mm. then versus now too right mm. because jesus is the great intercessor who makes intercession on behalf of the saints like day and night so it's like satan has asked for him which is like yeah this is what we're saying, right? It's mm. that he's the accuser of the brethren. He's like, can I get that one? Can I get that one? Can I get that mm. one? And Jesus is saying, but I've prayed for you. Like that your faith shouldn't fail. Mm. And it's just like, wow. Mm. Okay. Jesus is praying for us that mm. our faith shouldn't fail. Mm -hmm. You know? And it says, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So he's almost said to him, like, and you're going to deny me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But once all that, passes come back yeah. and go strengthen people yeah and isn't that interesting i don't even want to say it. you do it <laughs> oh my gosh because that's what it's, it's about isn't no it coincidence this is honestly like 
because that's really you know it says about how they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony so just a little side note for the listeners this podcast on paper wasn't meant to happen today no. because we've actually been trying to plan yeah. a pod like, oh, this is mad <laughs> like this we actually planned to do this podcast on Sunday I think was one of the days that came up Monday came yeah. up and it just didn't work yeah. for one reason or another and isn't it just so interesting that today is the day it's that this podcast day. happens yeah and today is also the day that we've both identified in our own yeah. lives the sifting, the sifting. yeah and yeah. so how appropriate is it for us to just come Mad. back and Mad. strengthen the brethren. brethren so i think you know what let's let's really pick this apart because yeah. i want to really knock on satan's door today like i'm um, seriously because i think the irritation that i've experienced in these last it's couple unreal. weeks before i identified it mm. um has been wild yeah and so right now let's go and just let's get as go. many souls as we can from that cage bro because honestly like first things first let's talk about the fact that satan is both the accuser of the brethren mm. and let's actually just read some scriptures yeah so, do you want to find the accuser of the brethren? Yep. And I will find Roaring Lion. And we can talk about both of them in turn, one at a time. Okay. So, I found the verse. So, Revelation 12, verse 10. And mm. it's actually the verse that leads into the overcoming thing. Oh, come on. Yep. So, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come oh my gosh for the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down mm. verse 11 and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony and by the word of their testimony and that they did not love their lives unto death that is so powerful because what I'm even thinking about is the other verse that speaks about confess your faults one to another and pray for one another Mm. that you may be healed i think it's in james mm. and the reason why is because the whole overcoming by the word of their testimony made me think about the power of confessing mm. your mm. your faults your sins your temptations mm. and your season because i had to get closer to the mic for this <laughs> our conversations yeah. especially in the last day before we even had this podcast session has been very real and raw yeah. about where we've been at it's been a confession it's like we haven't sat i think in private and allowed the season and the the pains of the sifting to almost be a private thing that's so interesting yeah because when i was coming i was like do i even talk about this stuff yeah like because i was i was vexed yeah like in the corner i was so vexed yeah i mean you like asked me how i was doing a part of me was just like don't even talk about it yeah. like just yeah. leave it yeah but the act of talking about it and saying actually this is how this is affecting me it's powerful. It's powerful. It's so powerful because when, especially we come to one another as brothers and sisters in the faith mm. and say, yo, I am um, vexed <laughs> right now. Yeah. I don't want to talk. I don't want to pray. Mm. I don't want to do any of that. Mm. Like right now, I just mm. want to knock off some heads. Mm. Do you get Like to have that real and raw conversation, it's not to encourage the fact that we're going to go out and do it, but no. just that confession, you're confessing the temptation. You're mm. confessing, confessing, maybe even the sin mm. because it's not just about the things that we do but even the things that we, we think. think jesus yeah. spoke about if you if you um hate your brother i think yeah, it yeah, is yeah. You've, you've already committed, committed murder, murder. Yeah. if you yeah. look at one with lust you've already committed adultery mm. so even the things that happen in our mind mm. can cause us to stumble into sin mm. in those moments and I think but that's what's really important about having people because sometimes right you know you have some friends yeah if you go to them yeah and you go I want to knock some heads off they're like yo <laughs> here's my it, baseball bro. bat let's go <laughs> right it's like they encourage that yeah right yeah, and yeah. that's where like the other person also has a responsibility of like For when real. someone comes to you yeah. even if they come to vent yeah how do you respond to that come on you know how do you navigate that situation because I, what I like about like kind of our friendship is that like if you come to me with that I'm not yeah. like yo let's if I come to yeah. you with that it's 100%, 100%. questions it's questions <laughs> yeah, like yeah, okay yeah, 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 yeah. why do you feel like this like yeah. what's going on with this okay yeah. how do we navigate that yeah. it's healthy because I know if I come with that yeah. I'm not just coming to just get hyped up and yeah. go do yeah. no <laughs> no that is the point where it all just gets released and it gets yeah. like fused and then you realise like oh 
this is a repair gone wrong. Yeah. Or like, oh, I just need to chill out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, it's so powerful, man. It's so powerful. And, and, and I think I really want to pick on that point that you mentioned about being the person on the receiving end of that conversation. Mm. Because as much as we have a place for really encouraging one another to to walk out the standard and the ways of the kingdom mm. and to reflect God in how we act. Mm. I think there's an important place for creating spaces and, and just spaces in our relationships to where real. we can allow people to yeah. actually just be real about where they are. Yeah. Because the journey, the truth is we're on a journey of discipleship, mm. which is a student journey. It's, we're studying, mm. we're growing, we're becoming, we're growing day by day, better yesterday than today. Mm. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. And I think that is always going to involve the fact that we're continually being perfected and growing in stages. Mm. It means there's always going to be certain parts that have to be messy right now, maybe. Mm. But tomorrow they're perfected. Yeah, yeah. And they look a lot better than they were. And I think, go and say it. So like... I think about when you're trying to tidy something. Yeah. Right. Like, let's say you need to tidy your room. Yeah. First, you need to get all the stuff out. Yeah. Right. And then you need to chuck some of it away. You yeah. need to put some of it in a different place. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're in the process. Yeah. So, like, actually, this weekend I did it because my house is like a warehouse right now, as you have seen. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm trying to think, okay, how do I make space for all this stuff? Yeah. And I had to go into like deep dark cupboards mm. and find space mm. and to do that i had to take everything out mm. and halfway through i looked around and i'm like this place is disgusting <laughs> like there's a mess <laughs> everywhere right yeah. but then i chucked a bunch of stuff out and now there is space yeah it's clear yeah. it's clean but in the process and that's why i think the confession some of that does yeah. is it brings out all the stuff yeah that yeah. is in there that yeah. shouldn't really be in there because it's been in there since I moved in in 2012 <laughs> and I've never used it. Yeah. You know, and it actually gets all that stuff out. Yeah. And then you know what to throw away. You yeah. know what to clean up and what yeah. to put in a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two sides I want us to talk about. Okay. What are some of the things that might hinder a person from being open and sharing mm. in that kind of way? Mm. And then the second question is what are some of the things that might prove let's deal with that first question I'll okay. the second one after I know okay. what I'm trying to say but yeah fine 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 I think for me it's a trust thing mm. and almost a fear thing too right because mm. let's be real like Christians can be very judgmental yeah right yeah and sometimes we like pretend like we've got all our stuff together yeah you know, so when someone comes with that we're kind of like well have you thought of the scripture that says da, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah you know and that's not a that's not a real way of engaging because there's absolutely a place for yeah. okay what does the scripture say about this mm-hmm. but it's from what place is that coming from is it from a place of well i've got it all together shouldn't you have it all together mm. or actually from a place of okay i hear what you're saying you know let's explore this together and yeah. let's reason together let's understand how we should actually be navigating this together yeah. and i feel sometimes as christians we're not really taught how to have that conversation mm. how to explore that so i was listening to this leadership podcast and this guy was saying about how as a leader he finds it quite hard to sometimes find other leadership friends or whatever he calls them mm. so what he does is he will go to somebody go out for lunch with them and he will give them like a little teaser <laughs> of, you know this is something that's going on and yeah. if they're just like oh that's nice and then they talk about themselves or whatever or you know they don't really engage with it they don't probe he Mm. knows okay actually this person isn't going to be my inner circle because this is how they navigate the situation (laughs) you know and i think that's how we can build up that trust with people Mm. is you know test the waters a little bit you know put put a little something out there yeah you know like not everybody gets my full crazy you know (laughs) like not everybody gets that it's true, man. You know, like... <laughs> it's really true. And you know what? I think one of the things that came to my mind as you were saying, um, especially the first part, mm. was pride. Mm. Um, because, you know, when we've got... And I guess it comes down to even some of the unconscious lies that we believe even about what Christianity is about and what the gospel is about. Because when we see it as, okay, well, as a Christian, I have to be this, this, and this. Yeah and this is what good christians do so this is who i I am and this is who i have to be and if i deviate from this in any way shape form or another it affects my salvation i.e we've bought into a workspace salvation yeah 
that's when it becomes a lot more difficult to have those conversations because within one's mind you can almost start to think well I shouldn't even be saying these things these aren't the things that I should be thinking or doing like Mm. as a Christian I must in some senses just regurgitate the scripture Mm. and rather than yeah revelation yeah it's just regurgitation yeah and and I think that's actually one of the easy traps we can fall into where we just literally just regurgitate 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 even though all of these dark things that we're talking about actually sit on the inside of our hearts and so even though on the outside in the public places people don't know that these are the things that are going through our minds in secret we're committing murder like every two seconds every two seconds (laughs) you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) and I I feel like that's something that I've just been realising like I, I think even through the lockdown is that like I'm finding myself more and more frustrated. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, why is this yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, because there is some stuff that's in there that sometimes you really just need to unpack it mm. and get rid of some of it. But if you're not willing to face that, mm. you're not willing to accept the fact that, okay, actually there are some things that I need to address. Mm. And that is the pride, mm-hmm. right? Because you think, oh no, I've been doing this for years. Like, you know, I'm a chilled person. Da, da, da. But actually, no, even within all that, like, I feel like sometimes I've learned how to, even though on the inside I'm raging, yeah. I've learned how to keep my voice calm. Yeah. I've learned how yeah. to have the right outward response. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like the further you go in your walk, the more it becomes about the inward expressions, the mm. inward reaction, mm-hmm. that like split second yeah, of someone yeah, has just yeah. done this. And on the inside, I am, have you watched um, Inside Out? No. So Inside Out is like this kid's movie, yeah. right? And it talks about like, it characterizes each emotion in your head. Yeah. And one of them is anger. Mm-hmm. And it's like this little red man. And when he gets angry, fire pops from his head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I can visualize it sometimes. My fire guy is just going off, Rage. pushing all the buttons. Like, <laughs> But I've got to a place where like, I know that, okay, I can't be acting out like that. Yeah. So my outer response is good. Mm. But how do I get to the place where that initial inner response yeah, is yeah. the right one. Yeah, for real, man. And you know what? It takes humility to even be able to, which is obviously a pride, right? Mm. It takes humility to be able to even admit that, yo, my fire guy is raging, raging right now. Because when someone does that, what you're basically saying is, I've got a fire guy, number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's number one let's talk about that there's a fire guy there's that sits inside guy. of me and he's ready to just go he's wild just ready to everybody. Pop off. do you know what I mean yeah. that's the first thing you're admitting but you're also admitting your your weakness mm. in some senses and not weakness as in it's a final forever thing no. but your weakness in that moment and mm. the temptation in that moment the fact that you are tempted mm. let's talk about it Jesus was tempted he was tempted and like we don't always make a public display of the temptations that we experience as believers but if Jesus Christ righteous without sin can have at least one chapter (laughs) devoted to his temptation temptation, like how much more us in our lives as believers do we expect that we're going to live a life without temptation um, for so long as we're in this flesh because it even says about how he went through all the temptations yeah. that we went through yeah. so that means that Jesus had that little red fire guy <laughs> ready to like just pop off because imagine yeah Jesus spent his whole life around like Pharisees and yeah. Sadducees and bro yeah. these people were like miserable <laughs> and these people were literally trying to kill him the whole time yeah. and he's he remember like just before because he's like do you not think that if I wanted to get a legion of agents down and a legion, a legion of agents to kill every, like he's like I could do that yeah. that probably means at some point he's had thoughts where he's like let me just send some angels to this dude because <laughs> the way he's just gutted for me. And like, he was without sin. So he was almost without in, in, in that moment, he would have been justified in To do that. it, yeah. Because yeah, man. Mad. Honestly. But what's interesting for me, right, is even you know where Jesus is in the temple and he's like whipping everybody. Yeah, and he made yeah, a whip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus was without sin, so that means that was the right thing to do. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, Lord, let, let one day, yeah, let that moment come where it's the right thing for me to do to just rack up all the tables, yeah. make a whip and run around him. <laughs> and then you even see him practicing things like where James speaks about being slow to slow to talk and quick to listen. Like I'm thinking about the verse where 
think it was the Pharisees that asked him a question. Um, it might be when the woman was being and he stooped in the sand. Stooped down in the sand <laughs> and make it quiet. This is in the sand. Man's <laughs> just drawing in the sand. Why? But it gets like that sometimes, man. Sometimes, and and this is the thing. Sometimes you just got to go sit in the sand and draw some Honestly, stuff, man. Because that response that you're coming with is not the right response. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what, what was I watching? Someone said something like, "They can't misquote silence," mm. right? Because sometimes when you just respond in a moment, you're trying to say the right thing. Yeah. But people can take it out of context. Mm. So sometimes the best thing to do is just be silent because no one can misquote what you didn't say. Yeah, yeah. You know? And what I love about Jesus as well is that people ask him these questions and he won't even answer their question. He would just ask them another question yeah. and then stump them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good way sometimes yeah. is instead of just answering the question why don't you ask another question mm. because that might not even be the real issue mm-hmm. i don't even know how we got off onto this i don't know but don't <laughs> 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 worry i've got the, the the redirection so colossians 3 verse 13 i'm reading from the nlt on this one it says in fact from verse 12 since god chose you to be the holy people he loves you must clothe yourselves mm. with tender-hearted mercy oh kindness gosh. humility oh gentleness and patience and verse 13 was the one that was um brought to my thoughts where was this sorry colossians 3 from verse 12 i'm just thinking like i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both bro <laughs> Wow. Let's rewind it for the flesh. That is a verse. <laughs> Let's read that again. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, mm. you must clothe yourselves. Can we just talk about Probably clothing? I'm hot. I'm hot. I need to like, take some of it off. I'm hot. Can we <laughs> <laughs> this is making me hot. You must clothe yourselves. Clothing is something you have to put, put on. on. You choose so it's to not put some, it on. It's not your skin. No. This is something that you wow, have to put, put it on. on. You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And this is the verse that was actually um, in my thoughts. Make 13, make allowance for each other's faults Mm. and forgive anyone who offends you. The reason why that verse came to mind is because obviously we've spoken about um, some of the things that might stop somebody from admitting some of the temptations and some of the challenges and some of the shortfallings even in a moment where they may Mm. be experiencing sifting but on the flip side being somebody who may be on the receiving end when someone says to you i want to rip off his head Mm. like when someone comes and says that to Mm. you being on the receiving end we have to practice verse 13 of making allowance Mm. for one another's faults Mm. and it's not because we're because this is a fine line yeah that has to be like really don't enable people yeah faults. we don't want to enable their no. faults no no but it's about being able to <clears throat> through that relationship say i see you and identify the fault yeah you know and prayerfully through the way the wisdom that the holy spirit gives you navigate that in the situation because sometimes it's actually just listening to the person yeah for real and it might be something that is corrected or encouraged in another conversation or at another point because when a person is hot and mm. all they see is red sometimes it's, it's just about right sometimes it's just about them speaking and just mm. confessing all of that stuff and just mm. dumping it all out mm. because once it's all been bleh and vomited mm. there may be a moment of calm yeah and the holy spirit will lead us mm. the holy spirit will give us the wisdom and the things to say in those moments Mm. to encourage just as like do you know what yeah, the, i won't even talk about the simply because it's not always the deep things that mm. that we think okay there's going to be a burning bush holy spirit's going to say to me okay say these words it don't always happen like that because mm. in my situation mm. like one of the things you said to me which probably for you was just a throwaway statement and you'll confirm or deny that i'm right. sure but one of the things you said was you asked me how much the repair was <laughs> which was the question and i said to you it was 85 pounds <laughs> And you said, all of this <laughs> for £85. And, and we're live on the podcast. Yeah. Did you have a burning bush when you asked that question? No. It just came it out. It just I'm came sure. out, yeah. But it's like the power in you even making that, or asking that question and yeah. making that statement yeah. was enough to, I think, 
break open that last <laughs> little shackle. <laughs> Bro, let, you know me, I mean? let, let me tell you a story, yeah. <laughs> so I went to Poland for this wedding, right? Yeah. And it's the night before the wedding mm. and I'm out with the groom and a couple of the guys mm -hmm. and we get in a taxi back, right? So let's say on the way out, the taxi cost us 17 zloty or whatever mm. their currency is. On the way back, it cost us considerably more. Yeah. And so the groom, he's going at the taxi guy. Like, no, 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 they're speaking in Polish. He's saying, God is going to curse you. He's saying all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> And then the taxi guy is getting to the point where he's like, I'm going to call the police and all this. Mm. And I'm thinking, this guy's trying to rob us. Mm. Yeah. And then in my head, I did a real quick calculation. Like, oh, wait, it costs us this much extra. How much is that in pounds? It was like two to five pounds. It's wild. And I said to my friend, I said, bro, we're about to get arrested on your wedding night <laughs> for like two pounds. <laughs> and it just put everything into perspective real quick. Honestly. Like, how much is this actually going to cost me, yeah. right? For two pounds. Honestly. Like, imagine we were going to be in the hangover in jail, like, Loud. the night before the <laughs> wedding for, for nothing. And sometimes it is just that thing of how much is this actually going to cost you yeah. if it goes totally against you? Yeah. You know? For real, man. And so, yeah, there's really a place for... And that's part of what we have to put on as believers mm. is the importance of even bearing with one another's faults For real. and like For we real. said not enabling it but just i think giving giving us giving us the space and grace to grow mm. really mm. rather than demanding perfection of others when we can't even deliver ourselves, ourselves yeah oh um, my gosh this is the worst thing about all this year is yeah. because you know like as you're talking I'm just thinking of all these situations where yeah. I have to apply this now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like oh no <laughs> I don't wanna <laughs> I've got some more verses oh my gosh let's go let's do it <laughs> so first Peter okay chapter 5 and we're gonna go from verse 6 Okay. And it says, in fact, towards the end of verse five, I think is important. God resists the proud, Oof. but gives grace to the so humble. humble. And verse six says, humble yourselves, therefore. So if you want the grace rather than the resistance, humble, humble yourselves, yourself. therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time casting all your cares on him because he cares about you mm. be sober minded mm. be alert mm. your adversary the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion mm. looking for anyone he can devour mm. resist him mm. firm in the faith knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. Mm. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, mm. establish, strengthen and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Mm. Selah. And I think that bit about um, verse 9, mm. where it says about resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Mm. And that for me also shows about, look, you should be able to go to other people to talk because we are yeah. all fighting the same fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all have the same things that we're tempted by. Mm. You know, so actually knowing that actually you're not alone in it mm. and that there's other people that you can talk to about it mm. that almost takes the power of it sometimes because sometimes you know like elijah for example he's like i'm the only one and yeah like no there's thousands of people <laughs> yeah you know yeah and sometimes we can get into that kind of like pity party mode of i'm the only one going Honestly. through it yeah and no like everybody is going through <laughs> it you know <coughs> so there's a type of person who for one reason or another is on my mind mm. and I want us to speak to to that type of person with some encouragement and maybe some practical guidance mm. so to the person who acknowledges that they feel all of these temptations that knows that they've come short of letting the red man run wild mm. and feels like they're in a situation where 
the people that they may consider to be friends or closest to them mm. don't have or don't are not a safe place for them to express those things mm. what's some encouragement for that person It could be that it's not a safe place because the people they're around I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Nicely. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think what I would I maybe suggest it. Yeah, I I got you. I got you. I would say cultivate a safe space. Mm. So because I feel like sometimes your friends who you've grown up with you might not all be because you've grown up with each other you know so much about each other sometimes it's quite hard actually to be that safe place because Mm. you've all acted out together Mm. over the years right and sometimes it can be quite hard but I feel like so there's some friendships that I've had since I was in my wild and out days yeah and it's been amazing to see the the development and the growth in those in those relationships yeah but part of it has been that we've kind of had those conversations sometimes about Mm. you know okay, this is what I'm trying to do Mm. in terms of my faith or in terms of my life or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And look, if that person, that's not really what they want, right? At least you've had the conversation and you understand that, okay, this is my friend, but this isn't my safe place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I would say cultivate a safe place, whether that's by, you know, trying it with the people that you currently have Mm. or it's by bringing in new people into your life to be that safe place yeah but i feel like it's our responsibility in a lot of ways and that sounds heavy but Mm. it's kind of we should create those safe spaces for ourselves yeah yeah. you know and i really feel like that's what god wants for us so if we become intentional about it you'll be really surprised about the people that god connects you with yeah and how that all comes into being yeah yeah you know because when i think actually about like my close close friends Mm. they were all like just like i remember like one like one of my like my young like my my friendhood like childhood friend yeah it was i was going to a conference and i was antisocial and this woman we were leaving from her house and she just sat us both on the couch she's like you're both going to the same place this is so and so this is so and so and since that day we've just been boys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i didn't do anything to get that yeah you know even like how did we meet like uh just (laughs) do you see what i mean like (laughs) yeah it's just but i feel like when you desire friendships and when you when that's what you're intentional about Mm. And you try and be a friendly person because it says he who has friends should show himself friendly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you're trying to cultivate a safe space, be a safe space for other people too. Mm. You know, and God will connect you to the right people. Because mm. sometimes it's like, how would I even find people like that? But you'd be surprised how God would do it. Yeah, man. 100% agree. And, um, and even just the power of like in in terms of i think one of the things i would even add to what you said is where you do find that those safe spaces don't exist in relationships you already have mm. number one make it a prayer point because true god his desire mm. and it is his will mm. that we be conformed to the image of christ and so when we pray prayers that are essentially asking god to help us to be equipped with the tools and the environments that are going to help us achieve that he'll answer Mm. those prayers and it might not come in the form that we expect but Mm. when we pray Mm. and then we believe that he's answered those prayers and then we take practical steps to do like Tolu said and just Mm. okay lift up your head open your eyes don't just sit in your room waiting for these people to come to literally appear in your bedroom like go out and meet new people if you need to meet new people Um, God will bring it Mm. God will bring it and I think it's an important point because um isolation as a believer is prime territory i think yeah. and it's a prime situation for satan to capitalize on for sure and so it's definitely something we have to be intentional about it's something that we have to make a priority that we are not a soul ranger lone no. ranger christian alone with your thoughts and your bible and that's it for sure like those environments are really important and if you don't have it pursue it 
And I think there's a verse actually. Um, you're looking for the same one I was. About the orphans and family. No, no, no. Different one. Different you find one, yours. Yeah, you go for so the one I found was that he sets the orphans in families and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. Uh, and is on the end of it is but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Huh. But <laughs> but it's saying that God wants orphans to be in families. He uh, wants people who, you know, look like they have nothing uh, to have that family feeling. Uh, you know, he wants people who are bound because I think another translation says he sets the prisoners free. Uh, and that's what God wants because sometimes those things can really bind us uh, and actually God wants us free from all of that. Yeah. What verse were you thinking? Yeah, don't worry, it wasn't even ready for now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's not that it's not relevant, but it's just gonna change the dynamic because I feel like you ended with a nice. Okay, let's <laughs> let's, let's leave it there. <laughs> it's cool, man. You want to encourage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for another podcast. But yeah, now nah, I think this is yeah, this is really really good stuff Mm. so final words to the people that are experiencing satan sifting just jacked up seasons where it feels like everything is going buck wild Mm. final words for those people i would say take a moment and look around and assess what's really going on Mm. because i feel like sometimes the devil tries to pressure us with all these different things coming at once. Mm. But actually, when you take a step back and you try and think it through and you try and understand, like, am I being sifted right now? Mm. Like, why is why is all of this stuff happening? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, what is happening? What are all these things? Is there a common thread? Mm. You know, because sometimes when everything is just popping off and it's chaotic, you don't really stop and think. Mm. I feel like that's what the enemy tries to does. He tries to do, tries to does? What? <laughs> tries to do or the enemy does yeah he just like throws like flash grenades everywhere and Mm. then water from here and then Mm -hmm. fire over and it's just like Mm. oh be still and know that i am god Mm. it's like just get a still moment and just reconnect and just say okay god what's going on and i think i liked what you said about pray about it Mm. like just have that dialogue with god you know that's what i was actually trying to do on the way over here Mm. is just dialogue that out with god it's Mm. just like okay, these are the things that I'm feeling. This is how I want to respond. And it's like, as you do that, stuff just becomes more clear, Mm. you know? That's amazing, man. That's really good. And I I really agree, especially with that point about talking out with God, because like on a practical level, I know that cycling, for example, is one of the things that really helps me to decompress. And this morning when I woke up with all of this stuff, just like up to my neck, um, I just spent some time really just thinking about what to do with some of the extra time because I woke up early mm. and I was torn between either logging into work early to get some more work done, mm. sitting down and listening to a sermon or going for a cycle and mm. listening to a sermon. And so I went for the third, the needful third. because I knew that it was going to help me decompress mm. and also going to get my mind exercise, right as well from the yeah. exercise and <laughs> my mind will also be renewed through the sermon as well. Mm. Um, and so yeah I think that's really important because I had something kind of similar where I had a choice the other night Mm. I could either like do this thing for work or I could like read a little bit it was only like half an hour yeah I mean it wasn't like a two no yeah it was just like and I just was just like you know what enough of work let me just read this thing yeah you know and I I did it and then bruv the next day yeah that meeting that I was like all like I need to do it I need to got pushed out by two weeks fam. <laughs> two weeks and I would have just wasted my time Good move, man. doing that but bro, but that's a God thing yeah, do you know what is. I mean like because I don't always make that decision no right is. for real like let's be re- I don't and and even the work that I was going to log on to do a little bit of extra today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was ahead of a meeting that I had today yeah. as well which I had the meeting and the work that I would have done wasn't going to make a difference for it and you'd have just been vexed, I'd be right? Vexed, man. You'd have just been vexed. And I'd still have the heat from yesterday. I wouldn't be podcasting right now. None Bro, of this would be happening. It's those, sometimes it's just those really small decisions yeah. of actually, 
just because all I did in that moment I was like what should I do mm. you know and th- for me I'm trying to be more like dialogue with God you know yeah. like sometimes for me prayer can be like okay I'm gonna like clear everything and then <laughs> yeah. you know I'm gonna go up the mountain yeah but now I'm also just trying to be more like okay God like I got some time yeah. like I can either do this this or this yeah because sometimes God will be like no actually do that yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah do yeah. that work yeah because you need to yeah work, play a certain or whatever yeah but I'm just trying to be more dialogue with God and be like okay so what should I do and that I think is what praying without ceasing looks like. Yeah. Like I really believe that. Yeah. Because when it goes like yes, we can have our formalized times when we're yeah, sitting yeah, and pray, we should. But, then, but outside of that as well, how do we practically pray without ceasing? I yeah. think it's in those dialogues. It's in those dialogues. Like in those little moments where I've got a decision. Because like likewise, the decision I was talking about this morning, yeah. I actually said, Lord, what should what I should do? What should I do? And yeah, man. The Lord is faithful. He is. And I also just wanted to say as well to the person that's in the thick of it at the moment that, you know, we spoke about the verse where Jesus speaks to Peter and he says to him, Mm. Satan has died to sift you like wheat, Mm. but when you return, Mm. strengthen your brethren. Like, Satan, I believe, is strategic. And this Mm. isn't to give him any, like, credit, but just this is to, I call it for what it is. It's legit. He's He's strategic. strategic. And... I genuinely don't believe he would waste his efforts yeah. on something that is not considered not a threat. Come on. And so I say that because when I think about Peter, we think about where he was in that moment, the mm. fact that he denied Jesus three times, mm. the cock crude, the prophecy came to pass. Mm. And thereafter, we go to Acts 2 and we see Peter give this thunderbomb, mm. firebomb sermon. Mm. And verse got it here as well verse 41 says so those who accepted his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 people were added to them wow. talk about strengthening the brethren mm. and and I'm not saying that that's the only place where he strengthened the brethren no. in, in, in the terms of what Jesus was saying <coughs> but I'm saying that wherever you are in this moment mm. in the middle of that sifting in the middle of feeling the pressures that Satan and life are really just putting on you in these moments remember the context of the fact that there is purpose mm. in the midst of all of this and mm. i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying it to focus on the pressures i'm saying it to say that you will have your acts too mm. there oh. is a, there is an act two for you as well mm. and it might not be preaching a sermon and three thousand people being saved but it's the fact that you and the testimony that you will have from this part of your journey mm. will be one of those things that causes the brothers and the sisters to overcome mm. i agree and i feel like what you said about purpose really resonated because even the fact that you are here yeah at this point in time mm. is for a purpose mm-hmm. right like god doesn't just like send people willy-nilly to places like there's a reason that you were born when you were born yeah yeah you know there is a purpose and a destiny that you have mm. and it's not always just like this one really big thing right yeah it's like even the interactions that you have day to day with people mm. they all feed into that purpose mm. and actually it's like just having that in mind of the fact that actually i was born at this time for a reason and for a purpose mm. and if the enemy is trying to like knock me and mess with me it's to stop me from doing my purpose mm. you know and actually like not today satan like nah. Honestly, not, <laughs> nah, today. not today not today i think we should say a word of prayer Um, Father, we just thank you so much for for this time and for everybody that's listening. And Father, we just we just agree with your word that says that even though Satan wants to sift us, that Jesus, the great intercessor, is mm. praying for us. Mm. He has prayed that our faith will stand, our faith will not fail. And so, Father, we just come in agreement with that word. And Father, we just speak over the people who are listening mm. and say that their faith will not fail and that they will stand. And that, Father, when this is all over, that, Father, they will strengthen the brethren. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you so much for whatever is going on in people's lives. And we just thank you for wisdom for them. We thank you for grace and for strength mm. for them to see the plans of the enemy. And that's right, that, that they would come up to see things the way that you see them. Yes, Lord. 
and to hear things the way that you hear them mm. that they would see past how the surface and all the chaos and all the confusion looks mm. but father they would be able to see the right way to go the right thing to do the right thing to say mm. and that father they would have the boldness and the grace and the strength to do the things that they know that they should do and father for people who don't feel like they have a safe space mm. and they don't feel like they have people who they can connect with and who they can confess to and who can edify them father we just ask that you would guide them and you would direct them and you mm. would connect them to that right network of people to the right family to the right friendship group and yeah lord we just thank you so much in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you guys for listening thank you i think this is a bumper episode too yeah my <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We pray it's been a blessing to you. And if you know somebody that it might bless, please do share it on. Yep. We hope that they get blessed too. Amen. Be strengthened, brothers and sisters. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs>